Hey everybody, it's Firestone here with Board Games FM, powered by TheologyofGames.com. I've been giving you a rundown of my favorite games that I played in 2017, and it's now time for number one. My favorite game of 2017 is Gloomhaven. I know it seems like it's cult of the new, it's all about the new stuff, it's, it's worth it. It's worth the hype. Let me tell you, it's so fun. I had This was not on my radar at all. I had, didn't have any interest in it. I thought, I have Dungeon Crawlers. So I have Descent. Why would I need this? And then a friend of mine told me that it was the best Dungeon Crawler he'd ever played. So the first printing came out somewhere around February, I think, of this year. Or of last year, excuse me. And then there was immediately, it was sold out, so there was a Kickstarter launched. And because of my friend's recommendation, I jumped in on it. It, it was $100, which is a lot of money for a game for me. But I thought... I'm going to trust his opinion on this. At the very least, if I don't like it, I can get rid of it quickly and probably make some money on it. So it was finally delivered months late, admittedly, but in December. And I was able to play a few scenarios with my boys, and it was great. During our first game, my, my youngest son said, Dad, this game is so good. And he was right. It is a dungeon crawler, hand management kind of thing. And it's great. There's so many hidden things, things you don't know about the game. It comes with a bunch of boxes that have characters in them, but you only know six of them at the beginning. They're your starting six, and you can pick from among them to build your party. I'm an, I'm a spell weaver. My youngest son is a tinkerer, or not a tinkerer. He's a um, mind thief, and then my uh, oldest son is the brute. And it's really about learning to play your character well because each character has different cards and different abilities. And so each turn you're playing two cards from your hand and flipping them over and then playing the top half of one of the cards and the bottom half of the other card. And you can decide in the moment. If something changes, you can go, oh, well, actually, I'm going to do this with this. So you're not locked in. But each of those abilities is different and fun. It might be just run into a room move over there and loot something, shoot that guy from far away, run up to this guy or these two guys and hit both of them if it works. It's so fun. And when we got done with that first game, we got our butts handed to us in that scenario, but we also didn't know what we were doing. And so after that, we learned, oh, okay, these are some of the things we should be looking at doing. And don't play that card too early, but don't play it too late either because some cards you lose forever at least for the rest of that scenario some of them can get recycled your cards act as your life in many ways too because while you have hit points you can also get rid of a card to get rid of um, damage from one source so if you're about to take six hits and you only have eight life let's say it might be better to get rid of a card to get to not take those six hits it's almost certainly better and um, but you have to decide in the moment and then you have to realize okay, I'm going to have fewer turns now because that's gone. It's all about decisions and weighing things and when to do things. And it's so good. The mechanisms are brilliant. And the way they interact and the decks that you, you're drawing attack modifiers from and hoping for times two. And then you, you set up this great play and then you pull your total whiff miss attack modifier. And it's so frustrating. But it's great when the monsters do that same thing. So... Man, it's great. I love, I can't wait to, to find out what all those other characters are. And your characters will eventually um, hit a milestone and then they'll retire. And so then you'll get a new one. There are 
ways to boost yourself. You'll get new cards to add to your deck. So then you have to kind of add some, take some away, because you can only ever have a certain amount. And so there's a little bit of deck building in there. And the monsters are great and unique and flavorful. It is worth the hype. It Because of this second wave that came so recently, it is now the number one game on BoardGameGeek. And I cannot deny that. It is a blast to play. We have hardly scratched the surface of this and are having a so much fun. And if he puts together another Kickstarter for a sequel or something, I'm, I'm on board. Even if it's $100, I'm on board. Isaac knows what he's doing. Gloomhaven is my number one game of 2017. Have a great day. Let us know what you think. What were your favorite games from 2017? We want to hear from you guys. And hopefully Jeremiah will be weighing in here too with his thoughts on his favorite game for 2017. Have a great day. We'll talk to you later. Bye. Hey everyone, Jeremiah here with Board Games FM, powered by Theology of Games, and it is, let's let's find out what day it is. Today it's Wednesday, January 17th, that's right, we're already more than halfway through January, the first month of 2018. It's a crazy thought, but today I'm here to kick off, we're going to give you our number one games of 2017. Wanted to bring that to you, and once again, thank you all for listening uh, so here it is. This is my top game of 2017, and it is The Godfather from Simon Games. So The Godfather is, well, it's technically the, the full title is uh, The Godfather Corleone's Empire, and it is a fantastic worker game. It's designed by Eric Lang. And the comparison is out there. The comparison between it and Lords of Waterdeep. And it's pretty accurate. It's a, it's a fairly accurate com- comparison. Except for one thing. You can... In The Godfather, you can kill off other rival gang members. So <laughs> it just makes so much fun. And it adds so much depth to the timing of when you you place things because a lot of times in worker placement you want to be the first one to get there because that's great you get that benefit but sometimes if you're the first one there that means you can be killed off and then lose benefits of area control and things like that as the game moves on i don't want to spend a whole lot of time going into the depths of the detail because it's a pretty pretty involved game it's not something i would say is accessible for casual gamers but it's fantastic. It's very thematic, but and it's just it's a lot of fun. It's a great great worker placement game. And I highly recommend it. It's my game of the year. It's The Godfather Corleone's Empire from Simon Games. So, stay tuned for more of the top 10 lists from myself and Firestone. Well, not myself anymore cuz I just finished mine, but Firestone and AJ will be chiming in to finish up those lists as the week goes on and let us know what you think about my top pick and any of the top 10 picks that we've released over the last handful of days. Let us know what you think and maybe uh call in and give us your your top games of 2017. We would love to see if you agree or if there's something that we're missing that we need to go find and play because it's just that great. Thanks so much for listening and stay tuned for more here on Board Games FM powered by Theology of Games. Theology of Games.